Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome in once again to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. So glad to be with you as we continue some uh, some really interesting conversations with executives across the automotive industry landscape. My name is Bill Zadites, and I'm glad to be hosting today. I know you normally have Joe Overby or Nick Zilovich along, and I'm fortunate every once in a while to, to sit in this seat and, and host these conversations. And, and today, I think you're going to enjoy uh, what we have for you. We have a couple of executives from Cox Automotive joining us. We have Jade Terraberry, uh, the Senior Director of Business Development at Cox Automotive, and Skylar Chadwick. Skylar is the Director of Product Consulting at Cox Automotive. And we're going to be talking about topics around fixed ops. And uh, each of these uh, executives come at it from a little bit of a different standpoint. I think that's going to make for a great conversation. Jade, uh, how are you? I'm doing well, Bill. We're glad to be with you today. Yes, I, I appreciate your time and, and looking forward to, uh, to hearing some of your thoughts on, on, on some of the things that we'll be discussing today. Skylar, glad to, glad to have you as well. This is the first time I've met Skylar. Glad to, glad to have you on board. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm glad to be here today as well. Let's, uh, let's, let's just begin with a little bit of a broad scope for our audience today, Jade and Skylar. Let, let's, let's talk about some of the opportunities that, that you're seeing in fixed stops today. And you know, just given the given the current realities of the industry, and Jade, we'll start with you. I know that you come at it from a, from a, a little bit of a, of a different standpoint than Skylar does, but be interested in your thoughts in, in terms of what you're seeing on a broader scale of some of those opportunities. Sure, Bill. So, you know, I often sound like a broken record in these, where we talk about market share, marketing dollar allocation. But the reality is, in today's environment, with so many macroeconomic conditions that continue to produce volatility for our clients, and really volatility for consumers as they are considering how they're going to purchase their next car, are they making that transition to EV? Are they staying with an ICE vehicle? Are rates going to continue to go up? Do they, do they sell that car, trade that car now, or do they wait and see what happens just so many factors, even gas prices and starting back to school, so many things that consumers have to consider. But for our clients, I want to bring everybody back as we go through our content today to revenue streams within their business, making sure that they, they truly understand where they have stability in those revenue streams and how they are measuring to ensure that they are optimizing for success with all of those factors and pieces of volatility that we went through a moment ago. And that comes back to measurement is everything because regardless of how much you're spending, where you're spending it, how many of your consumers you're retaining, how many new ones you're getting, you are either gaining or losing market share for now and for the future every moment with every decision and every minute spent by you and your staff and every dollar spent by you and your organization. And so we'll try to really bring this back via my consumer side and marketing lens and then Skylar's dealership and service drive lens on uh, the aspects we're going to hit today. But measurement and market share are everything. Absolutely. And not that it needs to be said, but I mean, fixed stops has been such an important part of the dealership picture for so long and even more so today and and into the future. Skylar, tell us a little bit about your thoughts around those opportunities given again, you know, where we are today in the industry. 
Yeah, I think the biggest point to think about is, is dealerships taking a step back and looking at their own consumer experience and what they're providing to their customer today and the things that they need to change to be able to capture that transparency and optimization integration that we'll talk about here today and just truly helping the customers realize when they buy that car from your dealership, what are they getting for uh, that experience? And I think what Jade will talk about here in just a minute is like consumers want more control of that experience. And, and so as dealerships think about their current uh, processes and how we can truly revolutionize the way that they do business with their consumers today and giving that consumer more control of that consumer experience. No, I appreciate that. I know that there are a couple of different studies out there showing, you know, different levels of the higher profits, increased efficiencies and so forth. And and Skylar, you missed, you mentioned integration as part of that. Can you go a little bit deeper for us in, in terms of in terms of what you're talking about? Yeah. So 74% of our consumers are likely to to purchase their next vehicle from the same dealership that returned back from service. And so when you think about that 74%, there is a really long-term opportunity here for dealerships to really make sure it's like that recycling you know, factor in the actual consumer experience at the dealership. So things like integrations, I think one of the biggest things that we talk about in the industry that I will talk about with dealerships is how video chat and that service experience and bring that mobile kind of experience to integrations, things like that from the very start of the consumer experience. So when the customer checks in, are we taking pictures and videos of that customer's car to really provide that integration platform. And then from that mobile experience and providing things like rideshare that uh, I think will really truly help dealerships and help customers in their experience. I don't know about you guys, but I've I've been on shuttle rides before and, and, and it seems like I'm always the last one to be dropped off. And uh, you know, as we think about this consumer experience, think about rideshare and how that's going to help you a dealership, right? Lower their costs and their shuttles those shuttles expense each month, but making sure that we get our customers where they need to be at the right time. And the next thing I would say is like video. I, I'm, I'm a true key component of video. I think video is the future. And the reason I say that is because video sells hours. And dealers ask the question, well, why does video sell hours? Well, what we've done is we've done some studies. When a dealership provides videos and pictures, they stand to win big. And getting those approvals back. So if a, if a dealership that is part of our Cox Automotive ecosystem with X-Time, that we're seeing these actual videos that technicians are taking with recommendations that those advisors are getting responses back from those customers within six minutes. And that's time saving back to the consumer. So I think it's really important. We talk about these integrations, think about your integration platforms. Are they integrated to your tools, right? Are your dealership staff staying within one solution to be able to provide that necessary customer experience for the customers? No, great point, uh, especially from the integration standpoint, but Jade, there. There are other elements to that too, right? Uh, transparency, optimization, integration, and in your mind, how, how does how do all of those come together to work best for the dealer? Yes, um, you know, Skylar giving the video example it did a great job of how that impacts the relationship between the consumer, the technician, the dealership, the brand, your manufacturer brand, if you're an OEM affiliated store point. But I, I believe one of the areas that we don't talk enough about recently is the evolved definitions of transparency, consumer experience, and consumer loyalty. And it goes hand in hand with your question, Bill, because what transparency meant in the fixed operation space um, a year or two ago was offering a price 
online somewhere where somebody could see that price. And if you think about how much that has evolved over the last few quarters, where there's a, a research and comparison, not only do I want to know what you're going to charge me, but I want to see it in the context of my market, of my cost of ownership, even potentially the context which goes along the loyalty thread of, is it the right time for me to trade or is it the right time to me to, for me to fix this big repair? And then on the experience front and lifetime value of a customer front, as we see more pieces of the variable ops purchase journey and transaction, as the deal structure moves further ahead in the purchase, less pieces of your interaction with the consumer on the purchase journey front are personal that give you an opportunity to connect your culture, your energy, the reasons why a consumer should do business with you now and ongoing. The opportunity for you to share that message really exists with all of those tools and technology and transparency, price advisor, the loyalty that, um, that consumers have. But it's also key that you give them the ability to do all of those things in a really consumable, really simple way that's right in front of them as they're moving through whatever virtual funnel or touch point in which you're connecting with them. And so that comes full circle to those marketing dollars and connection points. It's no longer just about putting the message out there, but it's really about putting the right call to action in front of that right consumer at the right time that then drives them to make that connection point with your store, with your people, with your brand, and giving them all of those tools right at their fingertips to move through the funnel, to have all the information they need and to take the action that they want to take. Great point. I think in talking about this, you know, at, at a high level, I mean, Jade, I, I'd be interested just from, from your standpoint, because I know you're you're speaking with and having conversations with some of your your best dealer customers every day. Uh, from a creative standpoint on the fixed op side, what are you seeing the best dealers are doing? How are they leveraging some of the things that we're talking about here and, and maybe some other elements to, uh, to, to drive revenue in their fixed ops? Great question. So, you know, it sounds funny to say that in the fixed op space that we would be talking as much as we are and bringing the answers to all of these great questions back to the consumer experience. But I'm going to push hard there and build the beginning. You made a comment about how important the fixed ops revenue stream is to our clients' business. And we all know that it's half or more, even in recent times, as we start to see used car and new car uh, margin compression. We're going to see a lot of that, but that fixed ops revenue stream, more important than ever before, half or more of the dealership's overall profitability. And in so many cases, it's a tiny fraction, maybe 2%, maybe 5%. The best of the best dealers are spending 10% on that consumer engagement and consumer marketing front to put content and messaging out there that tells the story of what they can do for them in this maintenance, repair, recall, warranty space. What are the at-home services they provide? What are their differentiators? And it seems so basic to say, what should your marketing message be? What should that content be? It's why, why me and what's in it for you telling those consumers what your core differentiators are, what the experience is going to be like for them when they do business with you. And I'll tell you too, back to that market share piece, 
as we see more distance retailing happening on the variable op side, more consumers buying from further from their dealership or further from their home location, there it really is this new addressable market in your own backyard that is either going to get picked up by the independents or the ones who have the content that are putting the right why buy experience-based, we make it easy and simple for you. And we're going to give you really simple right now ability to schedule because we have seen a lot of defection and a lot of market share shifts over the last few years with the technician shortage and service drives scheduling, you know, two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks out for even basic oil change appointments. And that has really changed our clients' ability to retain the consumers that they have in their own database. So you know, when it comes back to that content and on the marketing front, it's be who they know and who they want to do business with because you've kept your message in front of them for a long time. But then the flip side of that is also be the one that has that unique demand generation and lead generation messaging out there when they're in market and they can't find the right now experience that consumers expect on every front. They want it at their fingertips. They want it now. They may even want to walk in, test a taking walk-ins 16 hours a day, you know, add that third shift, do all of the things that we know make it convenient because we are now a right now, I need it, I want it, and I'm going to go to the person that's going to give it to me, society. The fundamentals of the business are always so important. You're listening to the voice of Jade Terraberry. She's the Senior Director of Business Development at Cox Automotive. Joining us on the Auto Auto Remarketing Podcast today. My name is Bill Zadice. We also have Skylar Chadwick. Skylar, the Director of Product Consulting at Cox Automotive. Skylar, back to you quickly. Same question that I asked Jade. What I know that there's so many conversations that you have with your customers uh, day in and day out. In your mind, what are what are some of the the creative things, the successful things that they're doing, and and uh, what are your words of wisdom to them uh, to keep on, keep climbing? Yeah, I think Jade hit it right on the nose. We talk about convenience, and that is part of what we call the loyalty customer experience, right? Dealers, we are in the business of repeat and referral business. So when dealers create these awesome, convenient wins by adopting experiences, over time, customers are willing to come back and purchase those their next vehicle from those dealerships. But it truly starts with optimization. And there's a couple of things I think about that. There's actually three things. One, we got to make it convenient for our consumers to be able to schedule those appointments, right? Without a scheduled appointment, we have no business in, in the actual service department. So by doing things, get on the customer's playing field. And when I say by the customer's playing field, we got to do things like create ability to come on their, their playing field with texting, right? Provide a way for your customers to text and the dealership and, and schedule that service appointment. Online chat is a great way of doing those things too as well. And then I think the other thing is that we think about Cox Automotive doing is we partner with things like artificial intelligence with things like companies like Brooke AI to schedule those appointments, right? To give that time back to our VDC agents and our appointment coordinators and our service advisors to really focus on that consumer experience. And the next thing is choose a partner that truly that is integrated to the OEM. And I think about that is when a consumer goes on your website, they see pricing like Jay talked about. And I think that's one of the things that we, we need to focus more as dealerships is, and we see in the data is that that's where the customer drops off. So if dealers, if you're listening to us, if you're not putting your pricing out there for your consumers, 
they're dropping off. They're going somewhere else. And so it's really important to do that. And at the same time, we need to be upfront with our customers and, and really build that transparency with them by having notifications like, does your car have a recall? But on the same with that flip side, how does that optimization work for the dealership? So like partnering with companies like Cox Automotive and Exxon, where we have the most OEM integrated platforms in the industry, one of the best programs I can think of is like parts auto ship, we call it PAS, where we really streamline that process for like our Honda and Acura dealerships, Cox Automotive and Exxon to be able to create these types of things. So that way, if the customer does schedule that recall, well, guess what? That parts manager is not having to worry about it. That part is actually on its way. And we can see that actual status of that recall part coming back to the dealership right from our actual scheduling tool. Those are three things that I talk about when I think about the, the industry and how do we change those things. It truly starts at the actual scheduling those, those appointments. And then we making it easier for our consumers to schedule those appointments and being more transparent with them up front. No, thank you for that. And this next question, uh, next topic is is for for really both of you. So I'd, I'd love to have you both chime in. But Skylar, we'll, we'll stick with you and you have the first word on this. But let's crystal ball this a little bit in terms of the future of fixed stops in this industry segment. Certainly, the, the, the growing percentage of EVs is going to have some sort of impact in terms of what the fixed ops uh, looks like. And, and even, even so many, of course, ICE vehicles so for so many years still on the road, but be interested to to hear your thoughts on 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 what the future uh, looks like, and then and Jade will will go to you for for your your input and thoughts as well. Skylar, you know that's the biggest question I as I talk to news agencies. It's the new shiny penny, right? When we talk about EVs and what's truly out there, what does that experience look like? And I think one of the thing it is is that it's a bright future for all of our OEM manufacturers and our dealers. And they should look forward to that because if we think about this, the whole customer service experience is the same. It doesn't matter if it's an ICE or an EV vehicle, the experience is still the same. That service advisor still has to be that champion to truly bring that consumer experience. So having things in place like a convenient way to schedule that of service appointment, right? For either those tires or brakes that that, that uh, EV vehicle needs or an electrical uh, issue or computer issue that's going on with the actual EV vehicle. Someone still has to champion that. What does that experience look like when they actually bring in that vehicle to the point of checking that customer in? And then what does that experience look like when we take videos of that technician talking about those tires or, or brakes that that car needs to be able to do those service jobs or, or those 12 volt batteries that need to be replaced, right? So when I think about the EV service experience, it's the same. It's bright. It's just as bright as it is we have today with the ICE vehicles and dealerships really truly need to get ahead of that game and start thinking about how are we going to start taking these on? Are we going to create a, another shop type, right? Is just focus on EVs and how many of these service points we can we take per day. And guess what? Cox Automotive is ready for you. We have the ability to do that today. So I think the we still need to find a way to champion this experience just like we do with ICE. It's going to be the same way moving forward. No, right. Absolutely. So many changes coming. Jade, what runs through your mind when you when you look into the future and the fixed stops at the dealership? My crystal ball bill says data and measurement are everything. Uh, fixed stops no longer can operate the way it has for such a long time just because it's profitable, just because it's working just because it's how we've always done it and it's been successful. 
And when I say data through that consumer lens, I, I really mean what what isn't crystal ball. It's reality that is right on us now. The deprecation of third-party cookies, what has already occurred with Apple and Safari. Many of our clients don't even realize that you know there's a black hole for 30, 40, 50% of their audiences shopping where they're trying to use third-party data to activate against those audiences today. But if you think about the purchase cycle versus a repair or maintenance or recall cycle in today's environment, the opportunity to touch a known consumer or a new consumer once every 30, 60, 90 days on the fixed op side versus once every two years, three years, five years, eight years on the variable op side, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of those known consumers and then the new consumers that you market to collecting that data and measuring everything without feeling like you have to boil the ocean. Start simple and small. Have two or three, three key questions, three KPIs that you are are using as your North Stars for the fixed op side of your business. And maybe they're as simple as how many people who serviced with me over the last eight years? You know, you can't just look year over year or even over the last few years uh, in today's environment with the pandemic shakeup. In many ways, looking in the rearview mirror in this business is completely irrelevant with so many changes. But your fixed ops area is one of those spaces that look far back. How many people that have serviced with you over the last eight years are still servicing with you? And are you giving them the right message? How many people that have serviced with you in the last six months are repeat visiting? That's going to tell you, is that experience working? Is it catching fire? How many of those people that are servicing with you in the last three weeks have referred somebody in their own backyard, one of their friends, one of their family members, one of their neighbors, so that they can get that 10% discount that you're going to offer them on the next one um, or a free tire rotation on their next visit because they sent you two people? You've got to be creative, but I would just say, measure everything and recognize the importance of growing your consumer audience so that you have a first party audience to activate uh, and fixed ops is the way to do it. Jade Terraberry, the Senior Director of Business Development at Cox Automotive. Jade, thank you so much. Enjoyed our time today. Thanks, Bill. You as well. Thanks, Skylar. Absolutely. Skylar Chadwick, he's the Director of Product Consulting at Cox Automotive. Ch uh, Skylar, uh, great uh, hanging out and spending some time with you as well. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. You have been listening to the Autory Marketing Podcast. So glad to have had you along with us today with Jade and Skylar. My name is Bill. We hope to uh, have you back with us next time. Check out the Autory Marketing Podcast on SoundCloud. Large library of great conversations that are going to help you grow your business. We always appreciate our listeners as the Autory Marketing Podcast continues to grow. For Jade and Skylar, my name is Bill Zadites, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Autory Marketing Podcast.